I'm glad I'm spreading the word because I think this will help so many dietitians. Hello, welcome to The Seasoned RD, a podcast connecting newer professionals in the field of eating disorders to those of us who have been around for a while. I'm your host, Beth Harrell, a certified eating disorders registered dietitian and supervisor. And I'm Abby Brown, a registered dietitian who is newer to the field. I think of myself as a well-seasoned cast iron skillet with wisdom and experience, yet always ready for something new. And I think of myself as an Instapot with innovation and a fresh perspective. This podcast brings both to the table to share ingredients, recipes, and techniques of past and present so we can all be our best for the future. The kettle is heating up. The skillet is on simmer. So join us around the table for true professional nourishment. Abby, ready to stir the pot? Let's do it. Okay, wow. I have to say, yeah, I've been in the field a long time. I am super excited about RODBT. I don't know much about it, but Kayla Jessup, RDN, CDN, CEDRDS, so, so supervisor, is a certified eating disorders registered dietitian and supervisor. And she's teaching this amazing, it's a long class, but it's only a dip in the, like a toe dip in the water on what RODBT can be for dietitians. So she's teaching a course through EDRD Pro and everything the dietitian needs to know about RODBT, I won't even go into everything. Her bio is in the show notes. It's for clients with overcontrolled temperament. It's considered the most effective modality for adults with anorexia, but you'll also learn so much about yourself. One of the things, too, I love about Kayla is that she's in supervision. She's a supervisor in supervision. Same as me. We never stop learning. How can our ODBT help with body image? Does it work with people with autism? All of these things, is it a scope of practice crossing into therapy? Listen in and learn from Kayla today. Well, welcome, Kayla. Thank you so much for having me. We are, we are really glad to have you and to learn from you about RODBT today. Yeah, I'm so grateful that even Sumner connected us from EDRD Pro. I mean, this is, uh, I, I listened to Jess Setnick who was my supervisor. I listened to her podcast and I'm like, oh man, what an awesome platform that you guys have. (laughs) Thank you. It's so funny to hear like everybody in some form is connected to Jessica Setnick. She's just like all around such an incredible person. She is. Yeah. I mean, I still, even though she was my supervisor at Balance, even though like I have left Balance and I'm in Utah now, I still call Jess like probably once a quarter and just like, cry about something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. We do quarterly supervisions with her out of my office that I work at too. So she's a hit. Definitely. She is. (laughs) Okay. Well, just to get things started here, mountains or beach? Oh, goodness. Um, Beaches. I got to go with beaches. I love scuba diving. So anytime I get a chance to dive, I will. Do you get out in Utah ever in the, on the mountains there? Sadly, even though I'm from Utah, oh my gosh, I hope nobody from Utah is listening to this right now. I like, don't, I like, don't like skiing or snowboarding. It's way too cold. I I did back in the day, but I would definitely prefer if I'm on a mountain, like canyoneering is really fun because it's hot and warm and you can just go down versus like having a ski lift to take you up while you freeze. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. 
Okay, breakfast or dinner? Oh, oh my gosh. In this moment, I have to say breakfast because I just made eggs Benedict for the first time in my life this morning. I mean, it was from the package, like, you know, the holiday sauce is from the package, but I was like, I did it. And it was was so delicious. So in this moment, I'm going to say breakfast. And in this moment, it can be, you know, one time or another, you may be thinking breakfast, other times it might be dinner and, and maybe breakfast for dinner or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. It was good. It was good. Yeah. And a success. All right. So last question, audio book or paper book? No, no book. Oh my gosh. That's so embarrassing. No. Um, um, oh gosh. Every year for like new year's resolutions, I'm like, Kayla, maybe read three books this year. That would be a good goal. And then like, I don't, I mean, I have untamed sitting on my dresser right now. I'm like 20 pages in. It's amazing. But I just, I just, for some reason, it's so challenging for me to finish books, whether it's like listening or paper. So yeah, you're a girl after my own heart. I'm the same. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's so hard. Uh, Well, we're going to bring you back and this is kind of hard. I mean, it's been a while since you've been taking your RD exam, but do you remember anything about that day? I remember being very nervous. And then I remember like the day before I probably panicked and called Jess and she's like, Kayla, it is not, it's not that hard. Like it's going to be okay. Like if you, if you fail, you fail, just like take it again, like whatever. And she's just so chill about it. And like, don't overstress, don't overthink. And so it was, I was much better going into the exam after talking to her about it. It's still hard, isn't it? It's a long exam. There's all kinds of rules. Yeah, it is. It's tough, but like, I mean, I I know I get supervisees also stressed about it so much and Um, But, you know, I think when you're in the field for a period of time, you have the like clinical experience, you know, a lot of the basics. So like, yeah, yeah. And I just this is one reason I asked that question, because as we are in the field longer, we kind of forget what it's like to have that test anxiety and those funny moments. And I think you listened to Jessica Setnick's episode where she locked herself out of her car. And there's all kinds of funny stories that people have about their, you know, just what happened when they were brand new to the field. So how did you get into eating disorders for, for your area? Yeah. So I was working at kind of a clinic in New York city that actually was uh, known in Sweden to treat eating disorders. But when it came to America, it focused on weight loss. No surprise there probably. Mm. So then I started doing counseling with them and I saw a couple folks with who were struggling with eating disorders. And I realized like, whoa, this is so much better. This is, I, I personally liked it so much better. It felt healing. It felt connecting. And so after a while, I, you know, found that balance eating disorder treatment center in Manhattan was at a job opening. So I applied and, you know, worked there for maybe four years and I was the lead dietitian there. And that's where I was also exposed to um, RODBT, I think in 2019. Uh, This is what we want to learn from you. Yeah. Dietitians aren't taught counseling skills. No. And in eating disorders, it is that biopsychosocial connection. We have to know about it. When did you first learn about RODBT? You said 2019. Was it, how did you learn about it? 
So Maggie Rittenauer um, was an art therapist at Balance, and she had just completed or was completing the intensive training in RODBT. So she brought it to Balance. And then we started an RODBT skills class. So she asked me to be her co-facilitator. So in 2019, we were starting kind of one of the first near uh, one of the first RODBT skills classes in the city. It was really exciting. It was really helpful. So you know, I kind of, in a good way, was kind of pushed and forced to like start teaching clients about self-inquiry and start teaching a lot of these skills to get them to join the skills class and then have them start learning all these other skills. So I started incorporating RODBT pretty early into being exposed to it. And then I did the intensive training in RODBT and finished in 2020. So since, you know, then I've just been weaving it in more and more and more. I do my own supervision with an RODBT senior clinician. So they kind of help my cases as well. Awesome. So you mentioned skills and self-inquiry. So walk us through what RODBT even is. Think of those of us who are just hearing the words. Yeah. Good question. So it's called radically open dialectical behavior therapy, and it's an evidence-based treatment for folks with over-controlled temperaments. It basically is trans-diagnostic, meaning it's not just going to help our client who has anorexia or bulimia. It helps our client who is struggling with those things, plus has OCPD or chronic depression or treatment-resistant anxiety disorder or personality disorders. So it helps so many things, which that was one thing that really drew me to RODBT is because not very many treatment modalities are transdiagnostic. And I think as a dietitian, I was struggling with like, awesome, I helped my client like really reduce their restriction, they're eating more adequately, and then they go to their therapist and they're cutting more or something else is happening, right? And so that game that I call whack-a-mole with the therapist and the client has greatly been reduced while using RODBT because it's really treating something that happened before the eating disorder. One of the key differences between RODBT and ACT or CBT or DBT or really many other different types of therapeutic modalities is that the real focus of RODBT is the over-controlled temperament. Mm -hmm. The focus in my sessions with my clients is that it's not necessarily the restriction or the anorexia or the bulimia. The focus is on the over-controlled temperament. And that's because research has shown that people who struggle with over-controlled temperaments in kind of a maladaptive way, it starts to develop at the age of like four, five, six years old. And we know, I mean, I'm thinking of a lot of my clients in that first session, a question that I often ask is like, you know, when do you think your eating disorder started? And they might say 16, 12, 10, maybe eight years old, right? So this is something that has happened before the eating disorder that continues to to fuel it, right? It just Mm. like perpetuates it. So if we kind of shift our focus, sometimes as dietitians, I think using RO is kind of an expansion of what we've already learned as eating disorder dietitians. And it's to start to think of like, well, what, what are they doing that might be reinforcing the eating disorder? Maybe I'll back up a little bit and also describe. Yeah. People are thinking, what is an over-controlled temperament? Is that what yeah, you're there you at? go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Okay, so overcontrolled temperament is basically someone who has excessive self-control, which kind of makes sense, right? If somebody is able to restrict their food to a certain level, they probably have an overcontrolled temperament. But I don't want to smuggle in that people with binge eating disorder, bulimia, you know, whatever, don't have an overcontrolled temperament because even in my practice, we screen everyone who comes in. I was telling you, Beth, that there's four dietitians who work for me. So we have a good amount of people coming to get help who have, you know, the full range of different types of eating disorders. We screen them all to determine if they have an over-controlled or an under-controlled temperament. And 85% of people who come to my practice have an over-controlled temperament, right? So that's where RODBT comes into play versus the under-controlled temperaments. Those people would really benefit from standard DBT. So to go back to the question of like, what is an over-controlled temperament? Yeah, it's excessive self-control, but it tends to also be more perfectionistic. They tend to have a hard time being spontaneous or relaxing. They tend to be more lonely and isolated. They tend to work really, really freaking hard um, mm-hmm. to prevent future problems. Mm-hmm. And they do, they, they do it without making a big deal of it, right? It's like, oh, I just grinded myself this weekend and like got my inbox down to only 22 big starred emails that I need to work on versus like 55. And like for me, because I am an over-controlled person, that kind of makes sense, right? That I might work a little bit harder to set myself up for a wonderful Monday where it's like, oh, look at my inbox. It's so beautiful. Right. So, um, so most clinicians about 80 or over 80% of therapists, dietitians, clinicians also have an over-controlled temperament. And, and if you think about it, we went to school for a long time. Most of us continue to get educated and do supervision and strive, strive, strive. So it kind of makes sense that most of us have over-controlled temperaments, which is another reason why I think RODBT is super important to learn about because how we are signaling in session and what we do as interventions, <laughs> it might be uh, not so helpful sometimes because yeah. it might be fueling their over-controlled temperament. For sure. And we just did a, a session on interoception. And when you said how we are signaling in session, it's, you know, let's tune into that. What's your radar? What's the little red flags that you're seeing from yourself and from your client? And listen, people who are, to our listeners, did you hear Kayla's such a teacher? She was like, let me back up and, t- and tell you about what, you know, just going back to the beginning, because this is new to all of us. And you, you like, let me explain what over-controlled is. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Any of those nuggets are super helpful. I have a question about how sure. you screen people. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you screen them oh. to know if they are? <laughs> got it, got it. So there are several different assessment forms that come straight from RODBT. Okay. Um, so there's three forms that I really like to give out to people. If you have taken one of my webinars, like one hour webinars or three hour webinars as a clinician, you've probably seen like the word pair assessment, which is one of the assessment forms I use for clients. Cause it's kind of fun as clinicians too. It's like check which box, you know, 
is more you and mm. the, there's an A column and a B column, right? So it's a very simple way to determine like what, which way somebody leans OC versus UC, over-controlled mm. versus under-controlled. So mm-hmm. there's, yeah, there's several ways though. I think I do remember hearing that at the ANID conference, the Anorexia Nervosa and Associated Disorders, when we were in person a few years ago, and they gave some examples of that. And it was fun to fill that out because I remember thinking you choose one or the other, and sometimes you're not sure, but just go with whatever in that moment. Awesome. Okay. So tell us about the self, the skills. How does it work? I mean, is it kind of a, there's there kind of a, process to this program? Yeah, RODBT is a very structured treatment modality. So the first five sessions of working with a client is called the orientation session. So we're really orient orienting the client to doing and using RODBT. So we gain their, their commitment. And there's a lot of different actual scripts that we read to the client to make sure that we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. And then um, within the orientation phase is when we ask the client to start the RODBT skills class. And that is just a normal part of the treatment that they join the skills class, ideally by session three of working with you. And so then they are obviously working with you as a dietitian, the therapist. Now they have a skills class in place, which is super lovely. And then skills class is 30 weeks. So every week they come in, they learn a new skill, they go home, practice it and come back and report their homework. And then they learn a new skill. So yeah, I mean, there's several skills in RODBT and one of them is self-inquiry, which is the core RODBT skill. So when you say class, is that a group of people? Can you come in at any time or is there an order to those skills besides the commitment? That's obviously the first. Good question. It's called a skills class because most over-controlled people even think of yourself if you resonate with some of this and you think you might be over-controlled. We tend to be pretty darn good in the classroom or we tend to like learning. Yes, me too. I love checking off boxes. I love reading something and implementing it and seeing what grade I got, whatever. (laughs) So it's really actually important when doing RODBT that we use the word class because for an over-controlled person, that is way more appealing than going to this therapeutic group where we're going to be processing emotions and stuff. Because honestly, yes, it is a therapeutic group. And at the same time, it's structured like a class where there isn't a lot of processing. It's very structured. We do a mindfulness. We do homework where they are talking a little bit more about what happened in the week. And then we go into usually like 45 minutes to an hour of teaching, reading, coaching, and then they go home and do homework. Oh my gosh. I want to hop in your class right now. It's helpful for you to personally know the skills, especially while you're kind of working with your client. Mm. Um, But if you lean over controls then it probably will be helpful for your life. Yeah. So a little scenario I was wanting your opinion on. So I get a new teenage anorexic eating disorder patient. She's just straight out of let's say she did residential, she stepped down properly, X, Y, and Z. And she comes to see me now. Is she just right then and there appropriate for RODBT? Or would you say not everyone should do RODBT? Ooh, really great question. Okay. So folks with anorexia, 
typically have an over-controlled temperament, but it doesn't mean that it's a hundred percent, right? So it's still important for us as the dietitian and the, whoever the therapist is on the team to assess and make sure that they have an over-controlled temperament before you start doing RODBT. And they must be able to identify that they're over-controlled and that they want to work on it and that they see it as a problem in their life. I also don't want to smuggle in that it's all it's all bad because having an over-controlled temperament is actually a really lovely thing. I'm super grateful that I have an over-controlled temperament. I wouldn't want it any other way. And so we we tell our clients, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Like there are certain aspects of being OC that's really pro-social. So there's just certain aspects of it when it gets to a, a, a place where it's kind of extreme, that's the stuff that we want to work on. So to answer your question, we still want to assess and make sure that person with, with anorexia does have an over-controlled temperament before you do RODBT. But it's kind of a, anytime that I get a client who's struggling with more restrictive-like behaviors, I'm fairly certain they will have an over-controlled temperament. And really standard DBT is contraindicated for those people. A huge shout out to EDRD Pro for bringing Kayla to us today. Registration is open for the Let's Get Radical DBT and RODBT for dietitians who treat eating disorders. And EDRD Pro stands for Eating Disorder Registered Dietitian and Professionals. And if you haven't heard of it, it's an online platform for eating disorder dietitians growing since 2017. You can learn all about membership benefits, browse the webinar library at edrdpro.com. So all of this is in the show notes, but EDRD Pro caters to eating disorder dietitians. Members range from students to seasoned professionals like us on this podcast. Every month there's new continuing education webinars that explore various topics related to eating disorder treatment, counseling skills, working from a weight inclusive lens, and even clinician self-care. In addition to monthly webinars, there's amazing courses like this one that you can complete at your own pace, including courses on treating ARFID, using acceptance commitment therapy and nutrition counseling, working with adolescents from a family-based treatment approach, and binge eating disorder for treatment for dietitians. And so what would that look like from a treatment standpoint? Is it every week or a couple times a week or just whatever fits their schedule? So what the research has shown to be most effective is that they do weekly individual therapy for 30 weeks of RODBT. They do weekly skills classes, 30 weeks again. And then there isn't as you know much research with a dietitian yet. I'm sure there will be a lot more of that soon. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for me personally, I would recommend probably starting weekly sessions And then who knows, they might need a little bit more than that. They might need twice a week or they might, once their symptoms come down and they're understanding things a lot more and they're progressing, then spacing it out. So you mentioned, and this is like the million dollar question as, you know, there's not much out there for dietitians yet as far as research and what we do. What is, is there any concern about scope of practice or crossing lines with, with dietitians doing RODBT work? I don't think so. No. And I I had that question early on as well, too. And so as I'm working with my RODBT supervisor, who's watching all of my cases, we actually review taped sessions of clients and we go through nitty gritty of my social signaling, etc. So uh, 
No, I think as far as dietitians, uh, we know, I think was it the, and you can correct me on this, Beth, about the the new guidelines for di- eating disorder dietitians to use different types of therapeutic modalities. It's really important for us to use that. That's right. Um, and so honestly, when I worked at Balance, I was like, okay, I know a few skills from ACT. I know a few skills from DBT. I know a few skills from whatever. And I would kind of like spin it a little bit in my session of like, what's kind of working? And I didn't feel super confident, honestly, in doing a lot of it. But now that I've done the intensive training in RODBT and I understand so many more of the nuances of things, I'm able to use a lot more skills in a way more effective way than what I was doing before. So I feel way more confident in my sessions because I have such a good understanding of of the treatment modality versus before it was like a little bit wishy-washy. Yeah, I think you're talking about the standards of practice for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And it really does let us know. It's a really great document that we have talked about on here, but it's easily available, readily available. And it's there's a lot of pages to it. It's very well thought out. But dietitians are not doing therapy. We're using Mm -hmm. therapeutic modalities to help people with food, body, weight, eating. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe to, to answer that question fully or a little bit, not fully, but a little bit better to give you an example of how my sessions look today using RODBT is we set an agenda at the beginning of session. That's what we do in RO so that we can cover multiple topics in one session. And then I actually go into a diary card with my client where we are targeting specific types of social signaling that they have that they don't like that they want to change that is interfering with their life. To give you an example, it could be like standing up while you're eating, walking while you're eating. It could be body checking in front of other people. A social signal is anything that we do in the presence of another person. So there's a lot of different, I think, as a dietitian, social signals that we could pick up on with the client that does involve the food or the body and help the client change that. Because a lot of times I think one of the pain points of being an eating disorder dietitian is the battle between like with the client and the eating disorder. And it's like, you know, weight gain, weight restoration, eating more food, all of that, like sometimes ends up being this game of tug of war. But when you're using RODBT and you're targeting like different types of social signals that they're doing that they don't like too. (laughs) It puts everyone on the same page that like, this is what we're working on. And it naturally helps the client weight rehabilitate. It naturally helps the client like be able to eat more adequately because they're way more connected with other people. So to go back agenda, look at the diary card, do a behavioral chain analysis on one of the social signals. And then the rest of the session is about food. It's our usual eating disorder, dietitian stuff, checking on meal plans, doing a blind weight if needed, seeing what their goals were last week and how did they do with them. So a lot of it's still there. It's just shifting, kind of prioritizing the over-controlled temperament over the other stuff that we usually do. I think this is a normal for me as a newer dietitian to feel, but I think oftentimes in working with eating disorders, anybody can feel this way, but sometimes when the food piece for your patient is starting to like flow, things look pretty good. 
I, it's almost like I begin to feel a little bit useless. Like I know my client is still struggling with body image and depression and anxiety and this and that, but like your food looks good. So I'm happy with that. So the RODBT makes me think of, well, now I can help a little bit more with those sorts of things. Like we can talk way more than just about food. It gives, like Beth said, not that we want to become therapists or take their role, but just to even like supplement the things that they're doing. So kind of how you were just saying that after the fact, you'll go dive into all of the food stuff. How though does RODBT help with body image? Because it seems like across the board, that's one of the most lingering issues or challenges for our eating disorder patients. Oh, such a good question. And honestly, I don't know if I have a good answer to that. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, because what's what's really interesting is that RODBT is the most effective treatment for folks with anorexia who are adults, which is pretty amazing that in their research, they have shown time and time again, that they are able to weight rehabilitate someone without putting the primary focus on needing to gain weight or needing to eat more or whatever it is. The primary focus is helping that individual reconnect with their community. And by doing that, they naturally are able to weight rehabilitate, et cetera. So I guess I'm bringing this up because it's making me think of like how, and and this could be a good question to probably what, probably Dr. Nicole Little, my supervisor, because maybe she'd have a better answer on like, how does it work with body image? I'm taking a stab at maybe she'd say, you know, Maybe we're not, we don't put so much darn emphasis on it and kind of do it in a, in a different way than what we had before. Cause I think a lot of my clients personally love using RODBT because it is almost like a back door. It is like this, this way of addressing something that's been happening in their lives for like three decades and they've tried everything possible. They've done all the treatment levels and nothing's working. And then they find out like, dang, maybe if I focus on an o- my over-controlled temperament, maybe that's going to actually help with the eating disorder since it started before. And yeah. so that's, that's my guess. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you very, skillfully put it back with the therapist, but also body image is one of those things that is so elusive. Like if you talk therapy, you know, you've got to get just like someone who's malnourished, you've got to get their brain on board first before we can even deal with the body image. And we know that weight gain can be scary and we just acknowledge that and move, move past it. But it, I love the kind of back door that you talked about, Kayla, that it, it's, it feels safer to me to, to talk about social signaling versus like, I've got to change my weight. And I'm an intuitive eating counselor. And so one of the first things that we talk to our clients about is we need to put weight loss on the back burner, your weight loss efforts on the back burner, because if you are constantly counting, weighing, measuring your body, calories, whatever, um, that, that, that pulls you further away from listening into your hunger and fullness signals or just what your body is trying to tell you. So question about the social signaling, does this work with people with autism? Oh, absolutely. I mean, over, so over-controlled temperaments, 
uh, let me just spit out some diagnoses for you. So it, it like connects more. Actually, autism is considered the most extreme version of an over-controlled temperament than usually anorexia nervosa, chronic depression, OCPD, treatment resistant anxiety disorders, different types of personality disorders, et cetera. So those are all kind of classic examples of somebody who would probably be struggling with an over-controlled temperament. Except I'm wondering about the visual cues. Sometimes reading social signals is hard for folks with on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is kind of, that's actually why I love, (laughs) I love when I get to work with an RODBT therapist, there sadly isn't a whole lot yet. But it's really nice when we're working with a client who's struggling with an eating disorder, but also has OCPD or also has autism, because then my diary card with the client could be really focused on their social signaling that does interrupt their ability to connect with other people in a food slash body image way. And then the therapist can tackle like, poor eye contact, delayed speech, uh, overly apologizing, overly smiling, having a flat face, blah, 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 right? Yeah. You outlined that so beautifully. Seriously, what the therapist does, what the dietitian can do. I guess little (laughs) nuggets for people, because one of the things that we want to make sure people know too, is that you are leading a course through EDRD Pro. So what are they going to get when they get that? Are they going to get some nuggets on how to work with, with folks? Oh, they're going to get so many nuggets to work with folks for sure. Cause it's like eight, I think it goes from 8am to 4.30pm, depending on what side of the coast you're on, but it's about eight and a half hours of RODBT. I know Stephanie Boone, she's the one who kind of put this all together. So she has some pre-recorded information that you guys can watch. And then also if you can come live, that would be great. But if you don't, then you can always watch it afterwards, but that's on February 26th and you get 13 credits for it, which is super great. And yeah, it's on the EDRD pro website. Yeah. So what is your part in that? Are you part of the live? Yeah, I'm a part of the live. I do, I'm going to do like a one hour guest speaker where I'll talk about more about self-inquiry and another skill in RO that we use a lot. So okay. yeah, I think it'll be super, super helpful. Honestly, personally using self-inquiry for my life has been amazing, but also like knowing how to use the skill in session and being able to teach the client to use the skill has like greatly reduced the amount of work that I have to do in session. Cause I could just pose kind of a self-inquiry question. They could think about it. They could jot it down and then they go home and, and do the skill on their own to find out kind of more information about themselves to learn about themselves. And then we can come back and talk about it in session the next week. Anything we can do to help make it take off some of the burden because we don't want to work harder or be more worried than that, than the person we're trying to help. And I loved something that you said earlier, which was the pain point for dietitians. So many. Yeah. And so you're saying that self-inquiry actually helps the, that pain point be less painful and more productive. Yeah. For the client and for the dietitian. Like anytime that I'm like dreading going into a session it's probably because 
I need to learn something about myself. To be honest, my own last personal self-inquiry, I was dreading going into a session with the client and I was like, man, what is this about? So I did the skill, which takes five minutes or less. And what I learned was like, man, I think I'm kind of like her in some ways. And, and that is maybe why I don't love going into sessions with her. Or maybe that's why she rubs me wrong sometimes. This is like, like the, yeah, transference, counter-transference, those kinds of things. It could be, it could be, it doesn't need to be, but oh, in this okay. case, it was like, oh man, I, I don't like this part of this client and dang it, I'm kind of like that too. I so it's, see. It's kind of looking inward of like, man, what what's my dark side? What's the side of me that I don't really like to share with other people or that I would be embarrassed to share with other people? So you have come to this work really honestly with lots and lots of training. And this eight-hour piece that's offered through EDRD Pro is one piece of that that we can, like I'm imagining myself sitting in the live session and reviewing the the videos and knowing that I'm just going to have a ton more questions. So you do supervision also. Yeah. So I do individual and group supervision. And now that I've done so much RODBT. I'm now using RODBT as a way to do both individual and group. And it's been super helpful, especially if folks know some of the basics of RODBT, then we can do a lot more training in the supervision of like certain skills that they could implement in their sessions. Because there's so many aspects of RO that does really address those pain points of dietitians, even like dropout. I mean, how many of your clients drop out? And for an over-controlled person, abandonment is the solution when there's conflict. Mm. So if, if the dietitian is having conflict in, in whatever way, there's a good chance that over-controlled client has the urge to just peace out. I'm not even going to say anything, or maybe I'm going to write an email and say, bye. Oh. And so there's, there's so much that RO does to prevent treatment dropout because we know this. And like, that's super helpful for my individual and group supervision to do certain protocols, to read certain scripts early on in the orientation to prevent future dropouts. It's like amazing. I am just being brought back to a a young, a teenager that I was starting to work with and she's old enough where she was almost ready to sign for herself, but her mom was the one to get her into treatment and she filled out the forms and she was pretty congenial. She said, I probably should have seen you when I was a sophomore in high school instead of a senior, but then I I must have hit on something and she, she skirted. I saw it in her eyes. She started looking out the door, looking at her watch. So, I mean, I think you hit it when you said that right now. I need to learn more about this. And, and you went through an intensive. What is that about? So an intensive training allows you to be certified as an RODBT clinician. Right now, they don't do live because of obvious COVID reasons, but there is a blended learning course, which means it's online. And so folks who take, for example, let's say people take ED, oh my gosh, I'm botting ED right Pro. Now. <laughs> But if somebody takes the eight hour, for example, and they really, really like what they learned and they want to continue their their training, then they could go on and do the blended learning training. It's all online. They could then be an RODBT clinician themselves, as well as a dietitian like me. And then you there's like so many 
lovely aspects to that because I love running my skills class. It's like the highlight of my week. And like you could do that. And so there's there's some really nice things you could add to your practice, I guess. Oh my gosh, so much to learn here. You ha- you have a supervisor too, so we should have Dr. Little on here at some t- point in time. I'm thinking. Yeah, her and I are presenting together. She's amazing. I mean, she's been doing RODBT with Dr. Tom Lynch, who's the developer of RODBT for many, many years. So she knows it inside and out and would probably love to talk with you guys. Well, you're you're a source for us. Okay, so is there anything else that you want us to know? This is great. And, and, and it just taps in. We can't possibly cover things in a podcast except to pique your interest. And, and you know, Kayla and I, you and I have talked on and off by email just about certification and about other things, but that we have to keep learning. And this mm-hmm podcast was a way for me, now that I'm not with IADEP anymore, to stay on top of some of the new modalities. And it just spins my mind. And I can imagine newer folks in the field too. It's like, where do I start? Where do I go? But this piques the interest. And then people can decide, is this what I want to do? Because Kayla, when you said you were kind of spinning. And so I know just enough to be dangerous about ACT or DBT (laughs) or, you know, right. We pull different things is is to get really find something that, that works for you. And RO is something that's definitely worked for you and for your clients. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think if dietitians come out and they learn a little bit more about RO and they realize like, man, this might personally be helpful for my life because I am over-controlled as well as professionally might help my life because I won't feel so burnt out at the end of my day because I have so many more tools in my belt. Plus it's going to help the client because they're super over-controlled and need some help with uh, social signaling and connecting and having that expansion as a dietitian, then I think go for it because it's like really blessed my life for sure. I think listening to you talk about RODBT has convinced me going to buy the plane ticket. <laughs> I'm ready now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Kayla, well, to kind of wrap things up here, taking yourself back to entering the field of eating disorders, what do you wish you would have known then that you do know now? Oh, entering the force. Um, what do I wish I knew then that I know now? Um, hmm. Maybe I wish I knew a little bit more of like, self-care for myself. And I wish I knew like Jess was such a lovely mentor to remind me that like, that I don't have to work hard all the time. I don't have to grind myself. I don't have to read more than two books a year, (laughs) whatever it is. Like, I think I I wish I knew how to do more self-care because I think for me as an over-controlled person, it's so, it's easy for me to work really hard. It's easy for me to put in long hours. What's challenging for me is to relax. What's challenging for me is to take that darn bubble bath. That's what's hard. And so I think if I would have known that back then, I would have like had a much maybe more content journey. Mm-hmm. And these are things we preach to our clients all day long about self-care yeah. and we just don't think of it with ourselves. Totally. Especially if you lean over controlled like me. <laughs> yeah. 
And then where can people find you, reach out to you, learn more about RODBT? I almost said EDRD Pro. I guess either yeah, one. Yeah, at EDRD Pro for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's where the, uh, the workshop is at that you can purchase. If you want more information about me, I have a, a website called RO4, the number four RD.com. So RO4RD.com. And that's where you can find like supervision. You can, if you're interested in the RODBT skills class for clinicians, that's starting in March this year, you can find that there. My events are linked there. I'm putting together another workshop. So it's, there's like any information about me and RODBT is going to be on that, on that website. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and teaching us about RODBT for dietitians today. We really, really, I'm just so excited that we got to have you on here. Me too. Thank you guys both so much. Those were like really great questions. I'm glad I'm spreading the word because I think this will help so many dietitians. Let's lean on each other and learn from each other so we can grow together as professionals in this field of eating disorders. If you want to connect with me for supervision or membership with monthly content, please find me at bethharrell.com slash professionals.